Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. You know, it's so interesting. When I was in uh, Columbia College, when I when I was in Columbia College during that time, uh, that was around the time, too, that we were meeting with the Insomniacs. We were meeting in the garage at Brian and Steve's, and we were working on um, writing, and we, we had a very, a very collaborative vibe where there was no competition. There was no ego. There was no, there's no, like, um... There's no, like, no one talked bad about each other. No one stabbed each other in the back. Like, everyone was just purely, we let each other be who we were. And I think what happened was, because we all realized that we were all there for a harmonic vibe, we were all there for a harmonic spirit. And I think I was so spoiled with those times, us reading our poetry to each other. And us, um, um, it was like, you know, now this day, these days they call it a boot camp. Um, but it was, in a sense, our own boot camp where we could... Uh, you know, I, I frequently thought of Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg and all those guys way back in the day and um, all the beat poets and all those guys, all those great um, artists who would hang out with each other and, and collaborate with each other. And, and, and I was so spoiled with that ensemble mindset. And then when I went to Columbia College and there I got further training in exactly learning the definition of, oh, what you're doing this is a this is an ensemble mindset, and I didn't realize that that's what we had been doing with our our writing group that whole time. The ensemble mindset. So then they taught me that ensemble mindset about you know no one is any better than anybody else. All you know, uh, um, just give your vibe to the project, to the project. Give your vibe to it, and everything else gets taken care of. And um, and oh my God, it was such a great vibe. And then at that time, I was in improv groups, which I was spoiled with even further, which was more yes and and opening up the mind. So I just want to say that, wow, that was such – it's all because of that, dude. That That's what helped me t- lift off with um, – lift off to, to California was all that great knowledge that I, I learned from you guys. I couldn't think of how to describe, like – Oh my God! It, it was it was such a such a great feeling. 
of that, you know, everybody's growing the same reality together. We're all in it together for the reality. Oh, and when the Wisniewski's were writing their book, remember when they were, yeah, for their comic book, right? And they were asking for different character suggestions. Okay, I, I, I remember, I, I remember, like, I initially I had a hard time with the book, but then Brian, I think it was Brian, one of the friends, was like, Brian, I wrote something about a, uh, I wrote a poem about a kid who uh, uh, basically really mean to the other kids, and then when he died, he turned into a Dude, that's awesome. Dude, dude, you know what? I would love to see you publish those Tempest books. What, you know, what even without Well, dude, yeah. I mean, what? So the issue is just that that they don't, they just don't they're they're embarrassed by their own writing. It's not the people that are embarrassed. I have to contact them all. Uh, some people don't want to publish, right? Some people don't want to publish as well, which is fair. Um, and the issue with my lawyer, my lawyer's basically now he's a family friend, but he's like every little move I make, he, he keeps an eye on me to make sure I'm just dumb. Oh, and that's he, cool. So, do you still have the original files? Like, um, do you still have those original files where you could just go, okay, I can reprint it without these? I still have, uh, I still have a, a chunk of the old Word documents, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Dude, you came out with so many volumes. You came out with, like, wasn't it, like, at least 10? There were more than, there was 30. I thought so. Holy moly, yeah. dude. Dude, you got so many. Now, would you, I mean... If you even if you came out with one of those a year for the next thirty years, you know, or imagine if you already got them and you come out with two of them, two of them a year, or shit, even three, one a month. Wow, man. You know, especially in this day and age, what I absolutely love so much, I mean, it just keeps coming back to me. Like, one of the big things that I always envisioned and hoped for was the idea that one day I would have my own network, you know, my own network TV uh, stations, um, um, my own TV stations, my own radio stations, my own, just my own media kingdom. And and I and just like, just that idea of going, holy cow, we are each our, our own radio stations, we are each our own um, um, production companies now. I mean, we just got a cell phone. Bam! There's our camera. Bam! There it is. You know, it's, it's everything can be easily distributed. 
on our own. I love it. It's so exciting. I mean, I still like the fact that you're doing the radio station stuff. I was like, I got a little mic at home with a fan and everything, and I've been using um, Adobe Audition to record stuff. That's great. Um, and then I was looking at, like, um, uh, SoundCloud, or uh, I, I looked up three places to post a podcast, basically. A couple of places came up. Some of these places were better than others, but basically you just record whatever you want. Yeah. No guarantee less, less nervousness, you know? Yeah. It, it makes people less worried about what what their faces look like when they're saying certain sentences or, you know, whether they are just sitting in their pajamas or, you know. They could just... This is the thing is um um just to just to kind of you know just to kind of take stock of all all the ways in which you know especially in this day and age where we have these ideas and we go hey wouldn't that be neat if we could create this and sure enough already uh, most of this stuff that we've imagined it's already come about out there in the world like it's already it's like oh wouldn't that be neat if this bam now all of a sudden so it's like it gives us so much um more assuredness and and uh, uh, intuition with our vibes and imagination of going, I want to do this. Well, now I know I have the idea and it can be done very easily, effortlessly, and just like just out there in the world. Like, and, and what's so exciting is like we now become the distributors of this stuff. Like for instance, with Anchor, I could distribute it to <clears> – <throat> Um, it immediately distributes it to iTunes and like four other podcast sites. Now, I've been going through my research and uh, finding a buttload of different resources. I'm going to be writing an article about this, but I just went down another rabbit hole. I thought I was finished when I went up to number 20, but now I found a whole uh, other cavalcade of, of resources that I've been sending it off to and getting word on. So once I get the word back from that, I'm going to I'm gonna publish that all in a big, big old article. But what I can do is, it, um, let's say, for instance, if you sign up for, for Anchor, um, what's so cool is that already just goes right up to iTunes. So anybody can just subscribe, bam, right there, easily, effortlessly. This stuff gets distributed, and it's I, it, it goes into apps. So now anyone who's got a podcast app, like, I mean, dude, I can give you a list of all these different podcasts, like the popular ones that I've submitted to, and they just go, yep, okay, we like it. And I'm going, wow, that's crazy. I'm now my own radio station. <laughs> and the same thing for you with all the information that you have about drawing, all the tips about drawing, all the information. I mean, you could have a whole variety podcast just about, you know, uh, uh, your experiences, your process. You could tell all of your stories. You're a great storyteller uh, about what you went through in having your, your, having your uh, corporate job 
having one foot in that and going, you know what? I'm going to dare myself to go into uh, 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 renting out a table at a convention and putting putting out my art. And that first step that you ever did that. When was that? What year was that? Now is that okay? So is that when your fir- your first show was? It was the first time that you actually oh, went no. to a show. First show was in twenty fourteen. Okay, okay. So so in that sh- sh- short four years, you've already been able to quit your quit your corporate job and and just purely go full time. You know, into drawing, going out touring at all these different conventions. I mean, the fact that you gave yourself see your current self right now is looking at this and living this and all of that back there the guy in 2014 is someone it, just a memory in their in our brains how funny is that that you actually lived through that world <laughs> and little did he realize that this guy right now would exist but he trusted that he would exist otherwise he wouldn't have taken those first steps i love that idea it's so crazy it just wraps itself up in this nice bow of infinity um so you okay? That first time, what was that first show that you go? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give myself. Uh, I'm gonna trust myself and just go out to this first show and test it. So honestly, I created a fan art piece and I was like not sure if I wanted to do it or not. And then my buddy Sean was one who was like, "Let's just find out for me to do." I'm like, "Nah." He's like, "Come on, man, take a shot." I'm like, "I only have eight pieces," but he's like, "Just do it." Wow, and you were saying because you're highly inspired by abstract art. You're my people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, half the fun is trying to uh, wade through the 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 mishmash of colors. It's half of the fun is trying to kind of make sense of it in your own brain, and and but seeing it in front of you as like just the pieces. But you're going, okay, I'm 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 imagining this into a a a you know a thing with lines drawn around it, so to speak. You know, you're like you're kind of trying to like go, you know, it really forces you to use your imagination, which is beautiful. Yeah. You know what? What a great way of redefining something because, you know, okay, so we all have that intention of going, okay, I want to stay true to my imagination. You know, I view this as like a sacred child and I, I, I want to honor it. I want to get exactly what's down in my imagination. Now, if we were taught that we appreciate both that and, as you're saying, the happy accidents, which also David Lynch loves to say, the happy accidents where there seems to be a, quote, technical difficulty you, you, if we're taught to embrace that and go, that's actually an actual extra addition. That's, that's a wink from the universe. That's a high five from the universe going, Hey, I want a hand in this. I like what you're doing. I'm going to add something to it that you didn't expect. Okay. But just incorporate it, please. You know, and if we were to like accept it that way, Oh my God, just amazing. Just imagine the, the amazing amount of output there, there would be. My God, how brilliant. Wow, what a fun exercise that would be for an artistic outing. I've been thinking so much more lately about getting into painting because that is really tr my truly. But I've been thinking about that. I, I was I was thinking about the idea of as you're telling me this, how cool that would be for a bunch of writers to go out with their canvases and their 
their uh, um, um, their paints and everything, and they go, okay, um, every forty minutes, you you know you 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 must paint for forty minutes. You must have a finished painting, um, and you are all you know. You each kind of got your own little area that you're looking at, and then bam, you got another forty minutes, and you got another forty minutes, you got another forty minutes, and it would be such a fun way to train to train someone to be able to see how fast they could capture. Um, that stuff, you know, in, in such a short amount of time. That would be such a great, such a great exercise, I think. I mean, that's like, um, I'm in a light drawing class down here where they say, we do short sessions, right? We have to model and start in the first couple sessions, they'll say, we're going to draw for a minute. You really can't draw a person in a minute. It's fucking hard, okay? But you draw what you can in a minute, right? It's not like, <laughs> you like, I kind of have an idea of where the shapes are going to go. I'm not that good at it. And I've only met a couple of people who like, are that good at it, right? I only know so many artists who get that 40 minute mark and they use this like pristine work. I work for 40 minutes, it still looks like I only worked on it for 20, right? Because I'm not that good at anatomy. But that's good exercise. Good exercise to have. Like, um, and another exercise is just drawing. Like when I was, in, I was just in Germany for a week, okay, um, the group I was with was probably the laziest teaching family ever. They wanted to sleep every day from like two to eight. Whoa. Yeah. Which meant when they went down for their nap, which I would just call sleeping, uh, I would just go on my own and I would go exploring. And I was like sitting at a bar and like, um, I found the bars and local bars and I just sat there with my, I've been drawing a lot on my iPad Awesome. So I was drawing, like, things, you know, like cups and uh, the tables and the chairs and the people. And I was trying to draw shapes. Incredible. Yeah. And, um, I don't, you know, I'm getting better at it. And it's cool because I make friends. I went, you know, I make some friends that way. And I see, well, oh, you're an artist. And I would show my work. And they'd be like, oh, that's really nice. And in my head, I was like, please don't rob me from my iPad. Like, <laughs> right. Know, just let me get back to the hotel. But I made a lot of friends while I was there. Uh, you know, I, when we were in Berlin, I made friends with the security guard in the hotel and his friends and his girlfriends. They're all nice people who really like artists. You know, it's like Berlin's got a huge, like, renaissance for uh, the art and it's insane. And it's one of the few places I've been other than Paris where, like, they find out you're an artist. You're like, what a feel over there. Which is kind of a cool feeling. You know, it's a cool feeling when you go to a party That's awesome. You know, it's a cool feeling. I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I rarely get that feeling out here, right? Like, what I do, it's like, I relish it. It's like, yeah, man. I'm like fucking Gandalf up in this thing. It's you know, great. Like, so you're out in, what were you doing in Germany? Uh, so my friend, uh, Michael, who works for United Airlines, he's going to he got some deal for, he's like, you want to go to Germany for a week? Oh my God. So I was like, yeah, his family and myself, but I, 
him and I shared a room, and his son and his ex-wife were in a room. They're friends, apparently. It's fine. But, but, you know, we'll go to Frankfurt, we'll go to Berlin, we'll go to Munich. And Munich is very old school still. But uh, you probably on Instagram, I posted some photos. I went to the castle, which is amazing. I went to the castle that inspired Walt Disney. Oh, my God. Whoa, so, dude. In that castle that he basically copied you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So the Magic Castle that you go to Disneyland and you see, that is the castle? That is the castle. It's called Knock Knock New Schwentz. Dude. Dude. Castle. Um, type it in. It's basically King Ludwig. It's the Mad King Ludwig. It's like second to last castle he built. Um, look it up. Like the, the castle that you see, the Magic Kingdom, is designed after this castle um, on the outside, okay? The inside of this castle is full of rooms. There's like 75 rooms versus the Magic Kingdom that has no rooms, right? I think it has one room. Because um, it's just, the one, you ever been to Disney World? That castle is just a facade, okay? Right, right. Outside. But there's other things in this castle that, like, there's a giant painting of a forest that is the very painting they use that Disney pretty much sketched while he was in there because you can't take photographs. They probably sketch like a madman. But that forest is what they use for Bambi. Uh, dude! That's incredible. That's so cool that you were there. Did you feel like? Did you feel? Did you soak it in, or you're like, dude, Walt Disney was hanging around in this castle, and I'm looking at this painting that he was looking at. An old hanging around in this castle. Like I got to go to the like they showed us the dining room, the kitchen, the bedroom, the bedroom that they took him away from. I was like, this old bed is still there. I'm what? Like, oh, I was like, yeah. Like so, this you know the whole story behind the Magic Ludwig is he wanted. He would be called the fairy tale king, okay? He was a he was totally an artist, you could tell. He had visions of building his castle. He didn't want to rule he didn't want to, he was the last king of Bavaria. He didn't want to rule Bavaria. He wanted to be a fucking like fucking fantasy painter is what he wanted to be. Oh my god. Incredible. He called him the Swan Swan King because he was in love with this fairy tale from Germany about a guy who the night is probably Wait, wait. So the wait, the fairy tale is about someone who a guy who falls in love with a swan. Is that what you said? Oh, a chariot that looks like a swan. Oh, it's pulled by a swan. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, did he try to? Recreate some of that stuff in the king kingdom. Look out for fucking fantasy world, man! It's amazing. It's like being at Disney without the ride. Okay. Whoa. Like, after wallpaper, I got the book. I had to buy the book because the only thing is art. The wallpaper got on his um family crest is Saint George, who's known for slaying the dragon. If you know the story of Saint George, so there's tons of paintings in there of Saint George fucking slaying dragons on a horse with a lance. Dude, fucking crazy, what 
the hell, dude? That would be a fun story to bring to a movie, you know, to make a movie from. That guy sounds awesome. So did he ever? Uh, did he ever dress up like some of these characters? So wait, so real quick, you're arriving at your next location now for your for where you're going to be setting up. Yeah, I, well, we're there, we're here a day early. Like my friend and I are staying at the hotel. So um, what? Basically, set up in the morning. What's the name of the convention? Uh, Origin Game Fair. And then where where exactly is it being held at? Columbus, Ohio. Oh, cool. Oh my god. Do you know what your table number is or anything yet? So, like. Um, I posted it on Twitter the other day. I think it's like. Uh, I can share it with you once I'm not driving. I know my booth number. I have a corner. I got a corner this time, man. I ain't fuck around. I got two tables. I got a bunch of. Uh, you should go. You follow me on Instagram? Uh, yes. You should go check out my booth from um, Anime Central, which was like two weeks ago. I had a huge panel for wall behind me. I had all my artwork. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, and everyone said the colors, my, my tables are so colorful that they can see me from, like, down the way. Oh, that's great. Oh, so how many how many pieces have you brought with you today? Um, prints. I have 50 metal. I have 10 different stock pieces. I got a lot of work. I'm hoping, you know, this show last year, I think I made... Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same numbers. Wow, dude, that is so exciting. I mean, just the fact that you believed in your vision, you you followed your instincts, you said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and try out these shows and Oh yeah, so okay, so when you did that first show, you 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 sold all your pieces and then was that enough? That was just you were hooked then, huh? After you did that first show, you were just like, okay. At that first show, I literally made $800. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Well, and also the fact that it was your art that you sold that made you that money. Like, dude. Exactly. I didn't make 800 bucks like sewing lawn. Like, I made 800 bucks working a show selling <laughs> my art. Oh, oh, how satisfying. So, like, you know, and then, like, um, I remember after that show, my next show, that was like 800 bucks, right? 800 bucks. I'm like, I'm, I'm satisfied. Like, who would it be? And then I remember the next show after that was Wizard World. 
maybe make a little more. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, like, I just made a little bit more than I made at the last show. But then we went to Indiana. And I remember when I did the show in Indiana, my buddy Andy came with me. And we were doing the show, and I made $3,000, right? Mm. Yeah. Holy crap, what just happened? Dude, what just happened? whoa. So, like, so, like, that's what I was like, that's when I actually had that, like, I, I guess you'd call it an epiphany, right? Where, Big time. And I was Dude. Working, you know, like, so, I remember that's when I was, and then I remember I did, you know, I, I went to a working shop one year, and that's where I was, like, starting to, like, I remember the workshop, but people were like, why aren't you working on your own stuff? Like, why are you still working on fan art, right? And I was just like, I don't know, because I, it's the easiest thing I can make. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna you know, go ahead and try that. That you've you've inspired me. And have fun with it. Don't do what I do. Overthink it. Okay. Right. Have fun with it. But I realized later with my later characters was when I had fun with it, I could finish a character in like a week. But when I wasn't having fun with it and I was overthinking it, like because in my head I'm thinking, uh, everyone knows how to draw Batman. Batman's easy to draw. Everybody knows how to draw Spider-Man. Spider-Man's easy to draw. Nobody knows how I draw the Knight of Jupiter. I don't even fucking know what he looks like. Right? <laughs> That's <laughs> great. I don't even know what he looks like. I don't even know what he looks like. Yeah. I had his idea of him wearing a red coat and him, like, you know, uh, hang on a second, all right? I gotta see this direction here. Yeah. So, like, I had this vision of him, and what I've learned over the years is do a mind map, okay? So, you basically. Draw, don't even draw. You like, like my character, for example, Jupiter, okay? Called the Knight of Jupiter. And I wrote I that down. And then I'm like, what does he look like? Alien. So I wrote the word alien down. He's wearing a long coat. Uh, initially, he was headless, but he has a head now. He's got four arms. He's got a, uh, a crystal that sits in the middle of his forehead, kind of like vision, but it doesn't operate like vision. It gives him a higher, higher focus. Um, little things, so like I made a whole mind map, right? on forever, okay? It's long. It's like 30 different things I wrote down, basically. Um, and you take all that, and then you, it helps you create the piece, right? Because when you're creating the piece now, you're looking at it going, okay, do I have the four arms in here? Do I have the red coat? Do I have the crystal? Like, if you have an attitude for your character, write that down. Does my character Dude, that's awesome. And that's the kind of, like, so, like, I'm working on a piece called The Black Rose, which is not black nor a rose. But that's, that's the name of it. It doesn't have to look like a rose. These are the things I'm learning, okay? It doesn't have to look like a black rose. It's just called a black rose. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a galaxy swirling. 
read about it, and then when they see it, it should look like it, right? It should look like what I just wrote. Oh, that's awesome. Man. So how many pages do you think you're gonna book your book is gonna be it's still called called the ancient ones, right? Let me call you right let me call you right back, Kurt. Okay. Bye. What's up, man? And there you have it. A little interview with Alan Panicle. Phenomenal artist, friend of mine. Uh, we used to have a writer group writers group together called the Insomniacs. And then he put out uh, some publications called the Tempest Writers. Uh, so that felt good to be able to get him on here, huh? That was great. So I better, uh, better edit this and get this, get this into anchor. Talk to you later. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto.
I'm going to read to you from another smidgen of my idea book. <clears throat> so each of these is a little bit, a little bit here. And now for another episode of, quote, Petting My Furry, unquote. Scurvy movie. A man who predicts that California will stay attached and there will never be a big one. Uh, teach the audience to want to cook for something. Teach the audience to want to cook for something. <clears throat> Game show. Quote, what's your personal address, unquote? They ask people in the street, what is your personal address? If the person says, that's personal, the interviewer goes, exactly, then gives that person a free t-shirt. A game show where they reveal real-life people's home addresses on the air, even celebrities. Quote, diplomatic immunity, unquote, movie. Diplomatic immunity. A man is looking out at the wind, windy rainy day, talking to it, asking it if it would like to switch channels to a more favorable one. Where the sun is out and it's warm, he hears a dog attack off in the distance and says out loud, Wow! I hope that person is all right. Man, too, can be heard from inside saying, Come on back in. The Yahtzee is getting cold. Build your own time machine. They bring camera inside box. Quote, What's your time zone? Twilight Zone. See paranormal activity. Oh. Here's an idea. Uh, underwater zombies. I don't know if that was something that was invented or not yet. Blue Bob. Make video for Blue Bob. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, GIFs that come to life. GIFs that come to life when a mouse is dragged over certain areas. Oh, this is from when I performed at House of Blues. April 1st, House of Blues. 7.30, 40 minutes, $10 cover. Matt Do Doherty of the middle class, Cassia Conway of All Wrong, and the plans change. Chaz Sutton from the city beneath. Ask audience how many are connected to the internet and have a Facebook moment and a Twitter moment. Video cameras, YouTube accounts, talk about friends, fun stories, and out copies of the comic. New Max Neptune episodes at every show. People look forward to reading the new ones. Oh, that was one of my plans. I was going to make a... I, I have uh, a Max Neptune 
comic that I've been working on. So that was the plan. Each time I perform, and I was performing under the moniker, moniker. I rarely ever, if ever, use that term, but moniker. My moniker was, I am an orphan, which is hearkening back to the ideas of uh, the, the Blues Brothers. Oh, I wrote something here, hang gliders. Asking David Lynch to use his music in a film. Quote, life happens, get on the bus, unquote. Uh, hand out 3D glasses for the audience. Ah, here's the address. Okay, flyer. Address, date, times, all ages, doors open, 6.30, 7.30. 7.30, Kirk London from Max Neptune. <laughs> 8.30, Matt Doherty from the middle class. 9.30, Cassia Conway of All Wrong and the Plans Change. 10.30, Chaz Sutton from City Beneath. 8430 Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, California, 90069. Kurt Clendenin and the Menacing Thumb. Bring Tom York's pick. Oh, yeah, that's right. I played a show with a pick. Tom York, my friend Lindsay Locke, gave it to me. <clears throat> There's something in here that seemed really interesting. So, oh, this was something. Putting binaural beats under videos. Kurt Schwitters combined with Nine Inch Nails. Get a hold of Ken Nordine and Bray, Ray Bradbury. Well, that was before Ray Bradbury died. Uh, a man who claims he's responsible for getting all those popular videos, the hits. Uh, Hollywood Cemetery movie. Oh, oh, here, look at this. My lyrics. This book I must have brought with to the to the show. Have students draw their most ideal realities. Their most craziest dream. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Where's this? Ah, here we go. You're going to have a mini concert right here. Just a couple of these songs. Here we go. Here we go. This one's called I Wish I Did. We're ready for the shine, shine, shine. The shows when you open the door. I did, wish I did, I really wish I did. 
situation do you know about how harmony flows and all our different ways that move along quite the same that one's called Wish I Did. This one is called Unexpected, which I unexpectedly realized it's about a palindrome. It's about infinity. It's about you are what you eat. You are. It's about precipitation. Anyway, here we go.
by piece Now you've fixed it It's coming round It's coming round It's coming round Can't hear a sound It's coming round It's coming round It's unexpected. The the uh, song version of that, the uh, recorded version of that, was recorded with Lawrence August and Crafty St. James. That is out there somewhere. I believe it's on SoundCloud.com slash CEC or SoundCloud.com slash I am an orphan. We're going to see if I can remember the chords to this. This is Dimension 5, originally in the recording. Uh, Carrie Hard. Hardwick, uh, she she lent her vocals, and it was just a, such a beautiful thing. So, let's see let's see if I could do justice justice to this. I have a hard time sleeping at night. My brain puts up too much of a fight. In the state of amaze and astound Information throws me to the ground
sandwiches Cause I'm receiving Morse code signals From the universe and all around I always get the cosmos low down Dimension 5. And when that song came to me, just like I wish I did, those songs, BAM! Blasted me, blasted me, blasted me. The thoughts came to me so fast, so fast. And I later found out during a, let's just say a shamanistic trip at the Love Seed Festival, I, re I, I heard all of these songs that came to me. Unexpected was one of them too. Uh, one is another one is Cosmic Children. Do I have that here? I've got Great Unknown. I sang for that for you guys the other day. Oh. Huh. Let's try this. Let's try this. Huh. Whoa. Okay, okay, okay. This was written uh, by Lawrence August. Let's see if... We're going to try to remember these. Oh, man. I would love it if I could remember this. Oh, my God. Let's see. I can only chew a meter, but I bit a quarter mile. I'm hoping that the dentist can fix this broken smile. Words are worth a little, but actions pay the price. Deserted in the middle of pain and paradise. Believe it now, believe it now, believe me now. I didn't want to leave you out, but see now you're. I'd rather never be around Clinging to ideals Still thinking what is real Singing how I feel Better sweet than meal Victory's abandoned I'm losing my companion but barely standing on a ship that has no captain Believe it now, believe me now I didn't want to leave you out See now, you're grieving now I'd rather never be around Silence lost its luster in the quiet, 
quiet of a hushed word. Screams of soft insanity, a scene of lost calamity. I bit the hand I fed, and this fit that I the word. Turn in my bed, that burning in my head. I'm leaving now, believe me now. I didn't want to leave you out. But see now, you're grieving now. I'd rather never be around. I'd rather never be around